Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to another episode of HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. I'm Jeff Stroman of HopeNet360. My partner at Hope DW is around here somewhere. Dave, are you around here somewhere, man? I am enjoying the uh, winter weather like you would not believe. We got some snow now. We do. You want white Christmas? It's coming. It's coming. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, man. What, what is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Let me ask that. I'm going to have to open this up to the panel. Uh, before okay. I do that, I want to introduce our panel here. We've got Jason, uh, who is the program director at Silver Birch Ranch. And we have Tara Kay back with us. Hey. Our female guest on the show who will give you young ladies perspective and will also share some things you guys feel because us guys don't quite get it. No. I don't think all the time. But anyway, <laughs> and we've got Mike out again in studio with us as we're wrapping up this Thanksgiving series on the Thanksgiving weekend. Guys, what is your favorite Thanksgiving dish? Mine is olives. Olives? Uh, that's a dish. Wow. Well, what's wrong with olives? Mine is olives, though. But not green olives, but black olives. I love black olives. That's funny because that's also the name of a reindeer. A black olive. olive. The other reindeer. Oh. oh. I guess that's the female perspective. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Hey, do you know, speaking of female perspectives, did you see that guy that was a newscaster? Did you hear about this? Where this guy wore the same suit for a whole year, every single day on the news, same suit, same tie same color and stuff the girl that sat next to him would always get kind of beat up by people if she wore the same outfit twice in a week and sometimes they would make her change in between like the morning uh, one newscast and another <laughs> and he wore the same one and no one ever commented so after a year he said this is ridiculous i can wear the same clothes every single day and nobody gives a rip you know and this lady and and everybody has found that rather amusing so it's good to have a female perspective i'm just saying that really is different when you think about it. You know, a guy can wear the same clothes. I kind of envied the guy. I thought, could I wear the same clothes every day? <laughs> I, would, I would notice. I saw an article with uh, Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook. He wears the same, pretty much the same type of clothes, the gray shirt and jeans, uh, because yeah. he doesn't want to think too much about what he's going to wear. He wants to focus you know what? more I, on I'm, people. I'm with him. That's man thinking right there. I, yes, I, it is. I get up in the morning. And now my dear wife will, will look at me and she'll say, you're not wearing that. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm tired. I just grabbed a shirt. It's going on. Just anything is fine. So after 34 years of marriage, I, I keep encouraging her. You need to lay out clothes then if you want me to wear what you want me to wear because I'm grabbing whatever. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Jason, what is, yeah, what is your favorite dish? Uh, it's hard to say. I, I, I'm a sucker for the turkey. I love turkey. Dark or light meat? I like. I'm a light meat guy. All right. I'm a light meat. So, and then of course the pie. You know, mm, pie. Gotta go with the pie. Pecan? <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I would go with the apple pie. The apple pie? The apple pie. I agree. I was hoping you wouldn't say something like airy, full of air stuff. Full of air. You know, know, an airy pie, a peep pie. A peep pie. Yeah. Like a sweet potato pie with uh, the marshmallow. Yeah, Yeah, that would be amazing. (laughs) Oh, brother. Oh, man. You're going to try to get in that female perspective again. Thanksgiving 2016. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet potato Mm. peep pie. Should yeah. contact the makers of peeps. Like they could join forces. All right, we all right. We're, we're digressing. You guys didn't tell us your favorite foods. We got olive and turkey so uh, far. I'm I'm a sucker for stuffing. Yeah, I really do like a really oh. good, really good stuffing. By the time yeah. we're done with this little questionnaire, we're going to have a whole Thanksgiving meal. You know, ready. though, I I can't get into the stuffing because we have too many like bears around here that are stuffed, and I'm wondering, you know oh. what I mean? What's in them? Kind of thing. I don't want to be like that. So. There's uh, that literal thought process. I know. It, it goes crazy. <laughs> and But now is Thanksgiving meal, is it best if you eat one thing at a time or do you get a little bit of each? Like a little bit of turkey, a little bit of gravy, a little bit of stuffing. All is this I a want girl's perspective? Say, or is this a female perspective? <laughs> no, I'm just asking. <laughs> I haven't thought I'm about curious. that. I'm a guy, so I just I put it all together in yeah. one big lump sum. And as long as you is. mix it with olives, you're okay. I do like olives, both green yeah. and black. I, I don't distinguish. I like green. Yep. yep, me too. Nah, yep. I can't do it. No? Olives, no. Oh, man. You're not living. No. 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 All right, Mike, do we get yours? Going with pie. Pumpkin pie. Pie. Yep. Pumpkin pie. Could, All right, pies win. skip the whole meal and I'd be fine. Do you have yeah. whipped cream with your pie or do you have pie with your whipped cream? I have a little bit of whipped cream. Oh. Just okay. a little bit. When I was a kid, I had my pie with my whipped cream. <laughs> I hear you, man. <laughs> I'm with you. You know what I used to do on with cream. wedding cakes? I used to, uh, if there was a wedding, I used to love going to them. I, I don't as much anymore, but I used to because I would go and stand by the cake, and when they would they would take the, the knife and they'd be cutting that cake, and they would wipe, like, the excess frosting off. That's what I wanted right there. Nice. Forget the cake. Just give me a plate full of that frosting. <laughs> uh, I'm Man, with was you. that good. Yeah. I am totally with you. Yeah. Cavities for a month. Cavities for a month. Diabetics, you know, comas, <laughs> you know, the whole works. Yeah. But give me that. Give me that stuff. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah. Well, guys, tonight we're wrapping up our Thanksgiving series. We'd love to hear from you as well as you're listening to the show. If you want to jump on our tweet back right now, jump on Twitter, use the hashtag HNRTV. Let us know what your favorite tweet, Thanksgiving tweet. dish tweet. is. Uh, tweet, you might even be finishing up your another Thanksgiving meal. So uh, we'd love to hear from you on the tweet back. You can also send us an email anytime at hope at hopenet360.com. So, Guys, wrapping up the Thanksgiving series, this has been a fun series. I, I have to say I've really enjoyed it um, because we've really taken a look at what it means to be thankful. And I'm, I'm just wondering, as we've gone over the last few weeks, we started with time. We talked about how everybody has the same amount of time to be thankful, but yet we're not. And I don't know about you guys, but I've adjusted some of my time in being more thankful and recognizing that, yeah, I, I spend so much time maybe complaining or being irritated by someone who cuts me off on the road, you know, when I... I don't need to be that. I don't need to actually stress about those things. I can actually just, you know, let them go and spend more time being thankful. And then, you know, we talk about the heart. Thanksgiving really at the core is a, is a heart thing, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. You know, you, when you're speaking of that again, I mean, when you're thinking about being thankful, and we live in a great country where, where we set aside a day where we try and just remember to be thankful. And, and I just think that's one of the greatest things we do. But we people are oftentimes guilty of what's called focalism. In other words, we, we focus on one thing to the exclusion of everything else. So let's say I have an ingrown toenail, you know, 
I, and I'm, I'm focusing on that pain and on that thing, and nothing else matters. Even olives don't matter at this point because I'm thinking, man, life is a bummer. And, and if you would step back just for a second, you'd think, life's not a bummer. you got an ingrown toenail. You know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> it's different than that. But sometimes that focalism thing takes over. And I would encourage our listeners, if you're guilty of focalism, which is really human of us, um, what happens is you start to really stress out, you get depressed, you get angry, because you're eclipsing everything good with the little thing that isn't good. And normally it's very small. So I just want to encourage people, be thankful. Now, you can't get rid of the focalism, we're, we're people. But understand that in the middle of, of something that isn't pleasant, look a little broader than that and see everything that really is and be, begin to be a thankful people. Yeah, and really those two letters, H and A, the heart, if we get our heart in the right place, if we adjust our attitude, a tweak, our, not just our mood. See, we, we combine, we talked about this, we combine sometimes attitude and mood together like they mean the same thing, but they're not. They're totally different. Your attitude is your thought process, is how you think about things, how you perceive the world around you, and how you interpret those, those realities. So we always have a choice, but oftentimes we just allow our emotions to dictate us. And so last week we talked about how our mood, we have to just choose not to give up. We have to, we have to choose not to be not thankful, essentially. We have to be thankful. So we can adjust those things. We can talk about attitude. We can talk about these things. Tonight we're going to talk about the fruit of a thankful heart. When you have a thankful heart, naturally it's going to come out in your actions and your behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think there's even scriptural support for that. You know, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. You know, so I, I definitely think that wherever our heart's at, it's really what then we're, we're passionate about. It's what we're talking about. It's what we're putting time towards. And that's all, you know, shown in, in how we speak and use our words and that sort of thing. So I think mm-hmm. it's, 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 I'm excited to dive into this today. Thanks Living does. We're going to take a break here on the show, but don't go too far because we've got a lot more to talk about here on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting, stressed out, need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, wrapping up the Thanksgiving series this week on HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, your host tonight, Tara Kay, Jason, and Mike Ott are in studio as our Hope panel tonight. And we're talking about the fruit of living, thankfully, our Thanksgiving series, Kindness by Serving. Earlier on in this month, we were talking about how the heart and our attitude really affects, uh, it really dictates if we're going to be thankful or not. We talked about our mood last week, and so this week is actually really easy because if you're living thankfully, it's going to show in your life. I mean, that's just natural. Uh, We behave, we act out of what's in our heart, of what our attitude is, and what's in our heart really does come out and is shown by others. And what I found, guys, is I've been getting out more of the church and into the community, whether it's through QPR training and doing suicide prevention training or just getting out and meeting people that are maybe not in the faith, is that what resonates with people is when others step out and are kind, when they act kind. We think about like the pay it forward stuff. I mean, that, that stuff speaks to people these days. And sometimes as Christians, it's easy to forget this, that people respond through acts of love, kindness, and serving. How have you guys seen this in your experience? Well, I got a little story. We were talking about wearing the same clothes and guys getting in trouble. And uh, I came across last night, I was reading this one story of this, this girl, this young lady. Uh, she decided to wear the same dress for 100 days. Why? 
with some borrowed accessories to change it up each day. But yeah, great question. Why would she do something like that? She has some health issues and she would not be able to go to where her heart was and her heart was in uh, the people of India. And so she decided that she would start wearing this dress for 100 days to raise money for uh, warm blankets, orphan homes. And her goal was $50,000 that she wanted to raise. And I know during the time period, I think it was about three months in, she had already raised over $16,000. Wow. And $16,000 might not seem like a lot over here, but over there, that's enough to serve three orphan homes plus educations and tens of thousands of meals. Wow. And so here's an, an individual, and I love these stories. There's teenagers like this all around. I've read numerous stories where a teenager teenager sees a need and they're like hey what can i do and they're like man i can't go over there but then they come up with this creative approach that they can show their kindness as well as serve in their community and around the world you know kindness is mentioned in galatians 6 is a fruit of the spirit you know but the the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law you know, what's interesting to me is that sometimes we try and put the cart before the horse. You know, I might get up today and say, I'm going to be kind so that I have the fruit of the Spirit. But fruit isn't something you can do that with. It's, it's something that comes because of something else. And, and we have to understand that. Kindness, all the fruits of the Spirit come because we're living the way we were wired to live, the, the way we're supposed to live. And God has us wired so that we actually think of others before ourselves. Uh, just the other night, I have another story similar that uh, last night we were at our youth club and we've started something new at our youth club where there were a lot of uh, the kids that were, they weren't getting supper before they came. So we decided that we were going to just tell the church, you know, let's get the people together and buy supper for these guys and we'll make it. And they come early and we, we feed them. Last night was pizzas, pretty good stuff. And as I was standing there ahead of time, there were a bunch of kids were eating. I was talking to one of our college age leaders for the group and this kid grew up in an environment where he was uh, rather wealthy, rather taken care of. And, you know, he looked at me and said, boy, this is cool. I would have never thought of this. And I said, why wouldn't you have ever thought of this? I mean, just think about that for a second. And, and, it, and the discussion just went around to, you know, likewise with me. I grew up poor in Chicago, but I never missed a meal. My parents made sure I had that. So it is hard for me to understand that there are children who miss meals. It's just hard for me to grab that one. Um, likewise, in the summer when they start offering them at schools, you know, they offer meals because kids aren't eating. And I'm thinking, no kidding. See, what that does is show that Dave Wager sometimes eclipses what's going on in the world by just looking at Dave Wager and his experiences. You know, since I can't understand how that would happen, I don't believe it could happen. We could talk to Tara about, I, you know, I've never experienced sex trafficking, sex slavery. I've I'm, I'm never experienced that. But that doesn't mean it's not happening. And, and what I think is, is happening oftentimes, we're not kind because of our focalism, focusing on ourselves and our experiences. And we cannot seem to understand that the things around us aren't right and that we can actually do something to correct it. And we're wired to do that. That's why I think it's important to get involved in, um, especially as a young person. I know, I think probably one of the first things that I ever really got involved with, well, my parents actually em emphasized that a lot of giving back and doing different service projects. But my first time I went on a missions, missions trip to Argentina really impacted my life. And I think that's the way in putting yourself in situations that are different from your everyday life. That's how you can begin to understand 
in the same way, I mean, I grew up in a good family. I always had a nice place to live and food on my table. And But I think it's important then, um, I know for my life, I've wanted to give myself different experiences and put myself in places that were uncomfortable at first, but different than the way that I grew up so that I knew that I would never be able to understand. And that is difficult for me, especially working with trafficking victims. That was one of the hardest things that I had to deal with at first because I felt like, well, who can I really help? I don't really understand this. I've never experienced it. Mm. But when I put myself in different situations and I began to learn personal stories and became friends with people who had gone through it, it helped me to understand their situation and reach out to them and help them out, even though I hadn't gone through the same thing. You know, even at home here, if you would ask somebody, I mean, what would make you ask somebody if they ate supper? You know, you wouldn't normally. But if, if you're seeing kids around that time and, and, and they look, some of them told us, no, I, 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 you know, no one's home and I didn't eat. I said, what do you eat when you go home? Well, no, there's no one. There's no food. Well, okay. You know, we got to take care of that then. But but to learn to look at others and start asking questions is very important because otherwise we're just going to be miserable. We are not made to keep focusing on ourselves. The fruit of focusing on self is always misery. Right. And, you know, how the world responds to this when we talk about kindness, everybody thinks that kindness is a great idea until they have to be kind to someone they don't like mm-hmm. or until they have to be kind to someone who they feel doesn't deserve being kind to them. That's just our human flesh. We oftentimes associate with people that are sometimes pleasant, you know, pleasant to be around or, you know, just not tasking. I mean, that's one of the things about Thanksgiving is sometimes you feel like you have to go and put up with people that you really don't like to be around. And you have to yeah. be nice to people you don't really feel like being nice to. Bear and fans. sometimes you aren't. Yeah, sometimes you actually aren't nice <laughs> hey, hey. to people. Is that another Bears joke in there? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to behave. Our humanity... Our flesh really does not want to be kind to others. And our world is a result of that. Well, we, the problems we see in our world, and sometimes even within the church, we, we have to kind of put the church into this perspective too, that as Christians, we've kind of allowed ourselves to be guilty or are part of that problem as well. Instead of reaching out and trying to help people and, and being kind to those who are sometimes unlovable, a lot of times unlovable, we've just kind of let that go and try to put that on something else, you know, like our our medical field or, you know, the, the homeless shelter or something that, you know, we've kind of segmented our lives to this degree where we don't really want to put ourselves in those situations where, you know, we have to be kind to somebody who is difficult to be kind to. And, you know, it, it's one of those things. It's a heart challenge, really. And so tonight, that's the bigger, it's kind of what we're going to talk a little bit more about is how, not only the, how to be kind, because I think every one of us at some point has been kind to somebody else. You know, some of us who have been hurt, who've maybe gone through some things in life have maybe lost that part of, of their heart where they feel like it's just not there. You just, you you probably know somebody who's just not a very nice person anymore. But tonight we want to help you get back on track if maybe you've been struggling with that. Again, there are live coaches right now available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Just click on the Talk to a Live Coach button, and they'd love to be there to encourage you. Maybe you had a rough Thanksgiving. Maybe there are things that have happened that uh, were really just uncomfortable, and you're not sure who to talk to about these things. You can't really go to your parents or your family. You don't feel like there's really that connection there. Just go and chat with a live coach. Open that conversation tonight. We'll have more to come here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. Hope Net Radio on Q90FM. This is Hope Net Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. 
Hey, welcome back to the show. I just want to talk about next week for just a second. Next week, we've got a very special edition of HopeNet Radio called Ask Me Anything. And this is a chance for you guys, you listening to the show, whether you're on the live stream or you're on the podcast, you can email in your questions or you can use the tweet back and just ask us literally anything. We may use it on the show. So if you want to email us, our email is hope at hopenet360.com or the tweet back. Use the hashtag HNRTB and send us a question. We'll take those. We'll put them into our show prep and we'll discuss some of those questions that you guys give us. So uh, be a part of HopeNet Radio next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Back to our conversation about kindness. Tonight we're talking about kindness by serving. And this is kind of a language thing in some ways. Mark Twain actually says this. He says that kindness is the language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. And I think it's interesting that sometimes in our own humanity, we decide to get so focused on ourselves that we can be thankful, but then we don't do anything with it. I think the whole attitude of Thanksgiving, the whole being thankful has to do with not just an inward, but it's got to be outward, you know, to be kind and not just be focused on ourselves, but to actually do things that display kindness. Because again, this is kind of a foreign concept to our culture. Well, I was thinking last night, I uh, had a conversation with the teenagers, and uh, one of the questions that came up is, if I gave you a Packer ticket, or someone gave you a Packer ticket, or a trip to Disneyland, or a trip to Hawaii for that matter, and you turned around and said, well, you know what, this other person would enjoy it so much more than I would, and you'd hand it off. How many of us would give up a Packer ticket? How many of us would give up a trip to Florida or, or Hawaii or something else and give it to someone else? Mm. And so that thought process came out. That's strange. It doesn't happen a lot. And that's like kindness right there. That's the core of it is when we turn around and give it to someone else. And we don't see a lot of that a lot of times. We see, hey, it's all about me. I want it. I want to go to Hawaii. Hmm. Uh, and we, or we want to go to the Packer game. That's kindness, turning around and giving it to someone else. Yeah, and you know what the interesting thing about that is like we, we ourselves don't see that much, but when we do see it, it nearly goes viral. You know, like I think of those videos that, that you see on YouTube of mm-hmm. like, you know, the one that I, I think of most recently, you know, is there was a football team who allowed one of the autistic kids on their team score a touchdown, you know, and the reason I think that goes viral is because I, just like Dave hinted at, in the, in the last segment, you know, we were designed to put others first. We were designed to be kind, um, but our sin nature oftentimes keeps us from that. But when we see true kindness, it impacts us in such a way that we really enjoy life all the more. And that's the way God intended it to, to be. And so when we look at life in general and we're talking about kindness, you know, our hearts are, are yearning to be kind because when we see it in real life, we, we can relate to it. I mean, anytime we hear a story like that, anytime we see it happening in life, it's like, man, that's really cool. Like if somebody gave a free vacation to somebody, it's like, wow, I don't know if I'd be able to do that, but that's awesome. You know, but it's really then looking at our hearts and saying, all right, what is that thing or what is that idea that is keeping us from doing that? You know, rather than just saying that as an excuse – you know, let's unpack that a little bit. What is it? What does it really mean to be kind? And how can we actively clothe ourselves in kindness so that we can experience that that lasting joy more? Okay. Well, you, you know, you're right. When we have to look at the cause of it. But let me ask you this, then, Jason. You you have missed opportunities to be kind. Correct. Yep. Why? Because I wasn't looking for him. I okay. Think. In Luke, if you look in Luke chapter three, the eleventh verse, it says this: Jesus answered them, "Whoever has two coats." is to share with him who has none. And whoever has food is to do likewise. And, and you look at that and you go, wait a minute. I have two coats. I need them for style, fashion. 
first of all, you have to notice that somebody doesn't have an adequate coat. Mm-hmm. And, and that's step one. We are so looking at what we need, quote, need, we want, that we're missing others. You know, Jeff, you and I have talked often about the importance of making other people successful. Mm-hmm. And, and when you focus on that, how can somebody be successful who doesn't have a coat in the winter? And you have two of them. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's getting in the habit of noticing. What would happen, Tara, let me ask you this. What would happen if you were guaranteed that every male that looked at you would look into your eyes and before they thought any other thought, they would think, what can I do to make this young lady's life the best it can be? I mean, how would life be then? It would be totally different. That'd be pretty awesome, I think. <laughs> and, and that's what we're wired to do. But, you know, what we're, oftentimes we get things out of order. It's, it's like this again. If you were an orphan child and you came over to my house in, in the winter and you shoveled my driveway, shoveled my, you know, took care of making sure that, and, and you kept looking at me going, I'm doing this so that I can be in your family. And I keep telling this orphan child, you can't be in my family because you do that. But one day, Linda and I, we go out and we adopt this child. We bring him in the family. First day he's in the house, I look at him and say, go out and shovel the walk, would you? I mean, it, it, you don't shovel the walk in order to be in the family. But as a part of the family, go shovel the walk. And, and sometimes what we're doing, when we talk about kindness and fruits like this, I'm always afraid people are hearing us say, go out and act kind. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's going to make you a Christian or make you better than somebody else. No, if you're not kind right now, if you don't have kindness in your life, try and investigate why. Either you're self-focused or you're not a believer, you're not in God's family, you're not trusting God to take care of you. And, and so you're, you're clinging to money and things of your own and, and just in your own circumstances. But, you know, you can call a live coach at HopeNet360.com and talk to him about that. Or if you're not even in God's family and you're being kind, you can be. But most of the time you're being kind so that it benefits you. Mm-hmm. And true kindness doesn't benefit the person actually who gives it. Yet it does as a fruit down the road because we're in line with how we were created. And if I didn't confuse everybody, I don't know. But <laughs> That's exactly right. Maybe this might help to sum it up with an interesting question. Is there any act of kindness that isn't selfish? Because if you do something, if you do an act of kindness, don't you feel good about it in return? I think you would feel good about it. We're talking fruit there. Instead of seeking the fruit, we should seek what causes the fruit. The fruit will take care of itself. And, and if you try to just, for example, Jesus, when he died on the cross, he died for you and for me so that we could be in God's family, so we could live again and commune with him in, in relationship with him. And this did not benefit him personally. In other words, he was still God. If he did that or he didn't do it, he could be in heaven. He didn't have to come down and do that. He didn't have to be beat up. He didn't have to be crucified. He didn't have to do any of that stuff. The only reason he did it was for us. That's it. And you say, well, isn't there some satisfaction there? Yes. It's just like somebody who you know, adopts a child that has great need. I've said before that that child only gives their neediness. They don't contribute anything. And I've had some parents come and say, oh, you don't understand. They bring so much fulfillment in life. I know they do. But see, the fulfillment is a fruit. It it isn't something that you actually seek. It's something that comes because you have done that. 
And and what you get in the habit of doing is doing right the way you were created to do, right. and the fruit will take care of itself. The fruit that people experience today, some people are disappointed with God. Some people are angry with God. Some people are disappointed with life. See, that's fruit. What you have to do is look and say, what caused this fruit, and then adjust that, and eventually the fruit will take care of itself. So those that are, are self-centered and just seeking stuff for self, they're really going to end up being more miserable. But those who actually look at others and say, I want your life to be the best it can be. I want to make everything the best it can be. They don't use people then. They don't hurt people. They're trying to make life the way it should be. It's a world everyone wants to live in. And the fruit of that is absolutely incredible. Yeah, jump on the tweet back right now, you guys, as you're listening to the show. What's the kindest thing that someone has done to you maybe today or this week, maybe during Thanksgiving what is one of those things? We'd love to hear from you guys on the tweet back tonight. You can go to hopenet360.com slash tweet back or use the hashtag HNRTB or email us at hope at hopenet360.com. But guys, tonight, this is interesting. You know, kindness, again, from a worldly perspective, we're, we would only be kind to people that we like to be around, that are easy to be kind to, or maybe that are kind to you. Um, I, I think of, you know, all these different bullying campaigns that are happening today. And I mean, what is really... Have you guys thought about bullying and what solves the bullying problem or the bullying, quote, epidemic these days? Is it new? Because I think people were bullies for Mm -hmm. all of history. Mm -hmm. I I think, again, it goes back to us being focused on self. Right. And then without God, and might makes right. So we start beating people up because we're trying to prove how important we are. Our natural human response to this is to fight back. Fight back with words or fight back, you know, physically. But I think really the greatest way to helping overcome a bully or maybe even seeing a bully not be a bully anymore is to actually kill him with kindness. So we're going to talk more about this on the show as we go here on HopeNet Radio. Maybe turn the cheek. Jump on the tweet back. Yeah, we'll turn the other cheek. We'll jump on the tweet back right now. Use the hashtag HNRTB. We'll be back with the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. So glad that you guys have joined us here on the show. Remember to go to HopeNet360.com. Check out the show notes there. We're going to post some other thoughts tonight as we've been going through the show uh, just on thankfulness and being kind and serving. Maybe some ideas to how you can actually show your kindness and and be kind uh, and to serve one another. And again, when we talk about kindness, we talk about serving. Tonight's show is is entitled Kindness by Serving, and it's the K and the S of thanks. So we've been dissecting. If you've missed any of the other shows we've done on thanks living, you can go back to HopeNet360.com or iTunes or TuneIn Radio and listen back to the past episodes because this is really – this is going to be the, the end effect of what it means to living with a thankful heart. So kindness, we talk about kindness and serving – these are things, they're just, they're more of an effect than they are a cause in and of themselves. But being kind and serving other people is, it will cause other people to jump on and 
do the same thing for other people. We think of all the different pay it forward things that are going on. You know, you go to a, you know, a coffee shop and instead of paying for your drink, someone pays for yours. And so what do you do? You buy the person behind you. And it's this whole idea of kindness and it, it, it manifests itself in so many different ways in our culture and we're ignited by it. Right. I mean, I respond when people are kind to me, don't you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's just great when you, if, I don't, I've never actually had that happen. No, actually I have had that happen where somebody, I was eating dinner with some other missionaries and we found out at the end of the meal, somebody had paid for our meal and it was just, it just changes your whole day. You you know, it just, it just changes your, your attitude about the day and just, I don't know. So it's a little thing and we didn't even know who it was and it happened after we were all done. So can I ask you guys, any one of you guys, what's the kindest thing someone's ever done for you? Marry me. Touche. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I can be a real pain. (laughs) There's an amen in there somewhere. (laughs) Give me life. Yes. Um, This is something that we had talked about during the break, but I don't think we actually talked about on the air, was actually the kindest thing I think that somebody ever did for me wasn't necessarily obviously kind. It was that they actually made me kind of angry. But in that, it was because they were pretty much telling me that I was doing something stupid, and I didn't want to hear it at the time. Mm -hmm. But in the long run, I look back... And I really, and actually this was a person I didn't even really know. It was somebody that a friend that I'd made online actually. And, um, it was a time where I kind of just was really distant from God and that person, I didn't really even know them, but we had some conversations and he helped me to realize like some stupid things that I was doing in my life. And I was at the time, I didn't want to hear it, but later on I realized he was right. And I was really thankful for it. I got lots of stories, but uh, there was one time where I was leading Bible study with uh, the boarding school I was working with, and it was a huge thing leading these Bible studies, and I would lead them by the way of having pastors through podcasts, and some of these podcasts the kids really related to, well, I would play it off my iPad to the TV, or my iPad, my bad, uh, iPad off the TV, Uh, and so I had my iPod, it was a little four gig, uh, that dates the iPod before the iPad, before the iPhone or the iTouch, before any of that I stuff, it was the iPod and I washed it. Not only did I wash it once, I washed it twice and I heard it in there and it was like totally done. And so like, I don't normally vent on Facebook, but this one was frustrating. I was like, man, I can't leave Bible study without this. And I kind of just put it out there saying I was having a bad day, among other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I got a package like a couple weeks later, and I had totally forgotten about the iPod. I found other ways to leave Bible study with the guys. <laughs> and I see this box outside my door, and I'm like, okay, this is kind of strange. Here I open it up, and it's this 80 gig, which is a lot better than 4 gig back then, iPod. And he said a friend of mine that I hadn't talked to in a couple years uh, that I had invested into, helped him get a job with the Liberty baseball team, the college I went to. And he saw it on Facebook and he felt led by God to send me an iPod to help with my Bible studies at the boarding school. And to me, that's still a story that I remember, even though it happened about seven years ago, where it was like totally out of left field, where somebody I had invested into and hadn't talked to in a long time turned around and showed me some kindness. And I was super stoked the next time I went into Bible study to talk with these guys about how God cares so much, even in the little details. Yeah. I know for me, I could go on about a lot of different, a lot of different ways that people have been kind to me. My parents, you know, all the things that you take for granted, you know, having a house over your head and and clothes on your back and food on the table, just like you talked about, Tara. And 
And there's so many different small acts of kindness that we just take for granted. We could spend an entire show on all the ways that God has been good to us. I mean, all the all really all the acts of kindness ultimately are a result from God. I mean, God is good. All the blessings that are in my life. I, I think of one example, and it's in, it's among many. So please don't take this as the best act of kindness that has ever been shown to me. But I remember in the process of getting ready for our wedding, and we were just getting things in order, and we didn't have a huge budget. And we had so many different people that stepped up that took care of like all the reception food. Just a lot of people either either donated stuff or they gave us a reduced price on things. And for me, it was like I wanted that to be a celebration with other people. I mean, sometimes and depending on your budget for your wedding, you just you only invite certain people to your wedding. And, you know, I, I invited people that my wife may not have liked a whole lot or I might not have liked a whole lot, whatever. But we invited people because we wanted it to be a celebration. And it worked out because so many people just came out and, and they just they loved on us. And it was just really cool to see. Because for me, I guess what relates to me is people coming together. And I enjoy being around people and conversations and whatever. And it was a fun time for me. So uh, that was just one of the things that came to mind when I'm thinking about kindness and serving and all that. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things as we talk about kindness and the experiences that we have is oftentimes authentic kindness nearly breeds more kindness. You know, because as I think about the different situations in which people have expressed their kindness towards me, you know, whether big or small, you know, even as simple as being honest uh, and that sort of thing, the, the reaction that I have not only brings me joy as well and thankfulness, but then it causes me then to think about ways that I can almost not return the favor to that person, but even return that sense and attitude of, man, how can I be more kind towards others? It causes me to be self-reflective in a sense. And I think that goes back to, to what we've been talking about is at the core issue. It's not necessarily doing kind acts to get something, you know, then we're just merely acting. But when it really comes from the heart and it comes from our relationship with God, there's a different motive there. You do it because you authentically want somebody to be blessed because of the way that you're interacting with them, because you want them to see Jesus, essentially. Because when we think of the greatest act of kindness, we think of Jesus. And that's, that's the amazing thing. Mm. God demonstrated by far the greatest act of kindness by sending Christ to die on the cross for us. And to me, that, that just blows my mind. Because then my responsibility, even in Scripture, is to do that same, you know, sense of kindness towards others so that they see that. And that's amazing. I don't know. What do you think about that, Dave? Yeah, that's true because we're made to be imitators. God made us to be followers, and we're going to follow something. We're going to follow God, or we're going to follow our self-centeredness. We're going to follow people that tell us, you know, wrong things. But we are going to follow something. And it's really important that we put ourselves in a position where we can follow those who understand who God is and love God. Yeah. And we really, it does really breed more kindness. I mean, I was trying to answer that question, Jeff, and I don't know that I can. I, I think my whole life is what it is because of a, a bundle of kindnesses from so many people, starting yeah. with God and, and understanding his love for me to my own parents. To, I mean, every single year I have people come into my life and do something that amazes me. It just amazes me in kindness that I don't deserve. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking, boy, I cannot pick out the, the greatest kindness other than Jesus himself, who, who died for my sins so that I could have the life that I have now and understand how to live. And I'm telling you, those people that are listening that don't have Jesus in their, in their life, that are not Christians, you are missing out on the greatest kindness that spurs, as Jason was talking about, greater kindnesses. Because God sent his son 
so that my sins could be forgiven and so that I could be with God for eternity and with God now. And, and I can trust somebody who can actually fix things. And that breeds more kindness. And if I am not a kind person, what I need to understand is that I don't understand. And I need to spend some time trying to understand uh, how much God loves me, my condition as an orphan, and his desire to make uh, to put into my life the things that, that I was wired to be. And, and then I come to him and follow him and accept his love. And before you know it, I'm imitating him. And now we live in a world that is worth living in rather than one that is discouraging and full of dismay. Isn't it interesting? As we, as we start to think about all of the things that have been done to us or for us that were kind, it really changes our focus. It changes really our attitude. So maybe tonight, if that's the only thing you're getting out of the show, if you're just writing down things that you are thankful for in your life, the, the different acts of kindness that people have shown you throughout the years, there are quite a number of them. When you really think about it, it will change your heart. So we're going to talk more about this and what God has to say about Thanksgiving here more on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. Chat with the live coach right now at hopenet360.com. If you're going through something tonight, we're wrapping up the Thanks Living series tonight, talking about kindness and serving. And we're just talking about, even in the break, when we start to focus on the acts of kindness that have been shown to us, or done for us that we begin to really, it really begins to change our heart. And maybe this has been a discouraging time for you. Maybe you've been in the middle of maybe just a a really depressing time in your life. And tonight, I just want to encourage you, maybe start to think about the different acts of kindness that have been shown to you along the way. Dave, we were even just chatting a little bit about how, you know, our whole lives, if we really break it down, we can look at so many different points in our life where it's hard to pick which one is the best act of kindness that's ever been shown to us. Because at one point or another in our life, there have been things that have really reached us at a different point in our life that it's really hard to say, well, this one was, this one meant more to me than this one did. I mean, there are so many things. Our whole lives are really uh, a collaboration of different acts of kindness that have been shown to us or done for us. And even some things we don't even recognize every day. Yeah. And you know, once you realize that, you realize the way God set it up was for him to provide for people he wants to. And, and if you don't understand that language, it's when you have a heavenly father who has endless resources, when you really know God, you can trust him and you, you need to get to know him to trust him. And then what I get to do as a child of God is participate in what God does. So let's say that, that Jason is needing something. God could put it on my heart that all of a sudden I'm thinking, boy, I'd like to help him in this way. And you just do it. Uh, it's amazing. There was a young man that was, um, he didn't really have a father in his life, and his life was very rough, and he was getting finished with college, trying to figure out what to do in life. And I'd been meeting with him, and I got a bunch of business guys together, and this guy needed a piece of equipment to start a business. And I got a bunch of business guys together, and I said, hey, can we get this guy this piece of equipment? I mean, can we get it for him and just not, not have him pay back? And, and one of the business guys said, yes, I'm going to give him this amount of money for it. And I gave them each a chance to say they wanted it paid back. I mean, I would do that. Uh, but none of them wanted it paid back. And this one guy in particular said, here's what I want you to tell him. Tell him that he needs to invest this money in that piece of equipment. And when he gets it all paid off, tell him that I expect him in his life to look for another person and give him the same amount of money and have no strings attached. 
In other words, he's trying to to teach what it is, to think of somebody else. Now, now this young man, ever since we did that, has had this little business on the side. It's done very well. I'm very proud of him. And and what, what really has happened is his whole life has changed because of Christian men and women who decided we are going to get together and make sure that we use our resources that won't benefit us a bit. In fact, none of them will buy, will take the product free from this guy. They pay for it. And, and it's very encouraging. I have another young lady now on the, on the radar screen that I think, boy, this young lady has nothing in life. I would love to, you know, she's got some talent in a certain area. I, I wonder if we could launch her in business. And, and it's those kinds of things that pay back way down the road. And in my position at my age, it's like, no, I, I get the years of experience now to look at somebody else and to try and make them successful. And the greatest joy in life is really when you look and you realize instead of using people, you helped launch people. And that's a huge difference. Guys, can I ask this question too? Because I, I think it kind of begs to be asked. What's the difference between being kind and enabling somebody? And let me give you an example. You've probably known somebody who's had maybe a substance abuse addiction and they've been in treatment centers in and out. And so maybe they're calling you up and asking for money to bail them out of a situation. And is there ever a point when you have to say no? And would ever saying no be a kind thing to someone? Yeah, I think I think there are those situations where you would have to do something. Like that. And, and to think of the phrase that I think we use a lot of times is, is the phrase tough love, where you still care and want to show kindness towards a person, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily mean giving them what they want. Because in their frame of mindset, what they want is more of that selfishness that feeds those things that aren't working. And so that's when, as as somebody who cares for that person, we need to think outside the box and say, all right, what can I do to help this person realize that it really isn't about what they think their need is? You know, it's really what helping them see outside that box and say, all right, here's a way for you to, to see kindness in its reality. And I think sometimes that comes across as not giving them or enabling them to, to struggle with the struggles that they have. And they may, may or may not get that. Um, some people respond, you know, and it kind of gives them the kick in the butt that they need. And other people may take it the totally opposite way. And those are the moments where you just allow God to work at their heart and just pray that God would just help them to see what you're doing in their life so they can positively respond, you know, and th- start to change their life. I really like what Dave said about the word launching, because this is something that I've had to face a lot with working with women who are going through recovery is that when I, the first young lady that I tried to help, I probably did it all wrong because I just gave her and helped her in every way that I possibly gave to her. I got other people to, to give clothing and items and rides and things to her and found out later on that's not a bad thing. But now that I've had a lot more experience and I've worked with lots of different women, I've learned that it's not about providing for them. It was a, that was showing them kindness. It was about helping them to launch themselves. Mm. So assisting when it was helping them to better themselves, not just dropping everything that I had going on and what I was doing to just give them everything that they possibly could need. Um, Because then in the long run, it sets them up for success instead of just making them dependent. That's kind of that concept where you can catch a fish for a man and feed him for a day, or you can teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. Right. And so mm-hmm. maybe an act of kindness could also be looked at as education. 
mm-hmm. you know, how we're training people with, you know, with new skills and maybe new habits. Maybe you're in a recovery program and, and recovery programs in and of themselves, I mean, they're acts of kindness I mean, people that are giving up their time and well-being to help you get back on your feet. You know, someone that helps lift someone back up on their feet isn't necessarily walking for them. It's helping them to get on their feet and, and get established and make wise decisions and help with decision-making process. So that's a really great point, Tara. Yeah, I had a lot of people even just show me kindness personally when I was going through a difficult time. And just their gift of time of being there with me through it and showing me grace and mercy when I needed it, but also being harsh when I needed it. That was very kind. I considered that, you know, the gift of time really of them doing that. And it made them probably feel uncomfortable too, because it's not that you, nobody ever likes to be not mean, but to say, Hey, you need to get a move on or you need to stop that. I mean, nobody likes to actually say that, but Mm -hmm. it was really kind of them to do that because it helped me in the long run versus just patronizing me. Yeah. And kindness doesn't always mean that it's going to be a comfortable process either. I mean, mm-hmm. kindness can kindness is also about about sharing truth and being honest. And sometimes honesty hurts. Yeah. You know, really mm-hmm. it does. We're, we're we're relational people. We interact on a daily basis and sometimes we don't always interpret the words or even the the gestures that, you know, hey, going to move on or whatever, the deadlines, whatever you want to call it, but sometimes we just we have a wrong perception of those things too. Kindness is not enabling, it's empowering. And we have to see that because if we're enabling somebody to stay the same, if we're allowing them by our lack of saying something or our, our provision, if we, are, if we are enabling them to stay hurt, that's not kindness. And, and that takes a little bit more effort on our part. And it's amazing to me how sometimes when, you know, if you're just in a bad place, sometimes all you want is to kind of throw yourself a pity party and you want people there to say, yeah, that stinks. Yeah, that was awful. Yeah. But when um, we were talking about, hey, tell me about a time that somebody was kind, even just seeing everybody's demeanor, it changes. When your mind thinks back to a time when somebody was kind to you, not only does when somebody was kind to you in that moment is your day changed, but as you remember that too, because your whole demeanor changes. It's easier maybe to go to that place where we complain and we want to have a pity party because we want other people to go, yeah, that was so awful and I know what you mean. That was terrible and I've been there. But yet everything about that, it, that doesn't help your day. That doesn't uplift you. But when you said, hey, tell me about a time when somebody showed you kindness, like your attitude, your mind just changes i'm sure internally too your your body reacts in a in a different way in a positive way right hey when we come back mike i want you to share just some examples ways that we can be thankful or act kindly or serve one another remember to jump on the tweet back right now use the hashtag hnrtb we'll be back to wrap up the show on hobnet radio Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. We're wrapping up this Thanksgiving series and the show right now. Glad that you joined us here. Jeff, DW, your host tonight, Tara Kay, Jason, Mike. It's been so great having you guys tonight. Guys, I'd like to end this show just with some ideas. You know, what can people do? How can people show kindness 
and how can they serve other people? What are some great ways that you've seen or maybe things in your own life? Mike, I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Yeah, I was uh, thinking uh, going in from that last session, we were talking about enabling. And one of my excuses a lot of times is I'll see a need and I'll enable myself to get out and go away from that need. Like when I lived in California, I saw homeless people in every corner. And I'm thinking to myself, sitting there in my car thinking, do they really have a need or are they trying to hustle me? And so God took me down a path. There was these three girls that were selling some stuff for school for a trip, and I knew what they were doing. And they came up to my car in San Diego, and I, I made a deal with God. I felt like God wanted me to give what was in my wallet. And that was an easy deal for me. I was a poor college student thinking there was probably a dollar or two in there. And so they gave me their talk, and they're like, I want, really, really want to go on this trip. And I opened my wallet. There was three of them, by the way, three middle school girls. I opened my wallet, and there were three fresh, crisp $10 bills. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, my, that never happens. My wallet's always empty. And God taught me a very valuable lesson. If you're a Christ follower and you see a need and he puts it in your heart, then no matter what the other person does with the money— You need to go with it because following God and giving God the glory out of the situation is more important. And uh, I love stories. There's a lot of stories out there. There's a story by Austin Gutwine that shot basketballs, free throws to raise money. Uh, His organization was called Hoops for Hope, and they've raised over $3 million for AIDS victims. Uh, Zach Hunter, he started an organization called Loose Change to Loosen Chains. Uh, he did that in seventh grade. Uh, it was to basically take loose change to help people in slavery. Uh, I found this one last night. This is a new one, Earrings for Life uh, by Brooke Graham. She's 15. She started making earrings to help mm-hmm. people. I could go on and on. There's a, a Joshua Guthrie, Dollar for a Drink. Uh, his goal was to raise a dollar per person to dig a well over in Sudan, Africa for people that needed it. These are all teenagers that saw a need, God was working in their lives, and they went after it and they did something. And we need to recognize the needs around us, not maybe over in Africa, maybe the needs around us, maybe the needs in our own cities, our own communities, the neighbor right beside us that can't rake their leaves or shovel the snow off of it. We need to see the need and follow God. Tara, what are some of your final thoughts? Talking about kindness, talking about serving What are some ways maybe that you have in your own life have shown kindness or serving other people that is practical for people? I was working a job and just in retail and we would do community service projects. And it was interesting because all the younger people, my boss had wanted me to get some of the younger people involved in getting involved in doing community service because they didn't really understand. That was really foreign to me. Why would they wouldn't understand to just do these things? Because it was just something that I had always always had a heart to help other people. And I think it's something that my family had instilled in me. But it's easy to think about a certain project, a service project, but thinking about kindness on a daily basis, you know, after we had the show last week, and then I was in my Bible study, and we were talking about mercy and being merciful. And we kind of just came up with this phrase that we've all heard, do unto others as you would have done unto you. And then the next day, I had the opportunity, of course, to do that, because I had a situation that came up that a friend of mine had gotten something that I felt like they didn't really deserve or something that I had wanted and they got it instead. 
And it was really hard because I was frustrated at first, but then that came up. Like all the opportunities that God had, I just, we were just talking about, well, when bad things happen or frustrating things happen, think about how to be thankful. So I was thinking about all the things that I was thankful for instead of thinking about that one thing that that person got that I had really wanted. So it, it really changed my perspective of it because I was angry at first, but then I reflected on all the things I was thankful for. So if we just on a daily basis, keep that in the front of our minds of just do unto others as we would have done unto us, it really will help us in being kind will become second nature. Yeah, I think that's that's really good. And as I, as I think about the thoughts that I have as we, as we bring this to a close, you know, I think about my time in Ireland. I was over there for four years and I was there as a, as a supported missionary. And so in order for me to live, I, I depended on people that were generous because my entire budget was had to be raised. And I just remember there was one time I was back in the States waiting for my visa to go through. And so I was, I was speaking at a church. It was actually a college age event at a church that I was just kind of sharing how God was using me in Ireland and that sort of thing. And, and there was this, this college-age student that came up to me afterwards and really was just asking about what I was doing and how I was helping the high schoolers over there and just investing into them and discipling them. And and he's like, he's like, I don't know why, but it's like, I just feel led to, to give you something. Um, and so he opened up his wallet and this reminded me, as Mike was sharing his story, this reminded me of this story itself. And he just gave me whatever was in his wallet and ended up being, as a college student, he's like, I don't have much, but he gave me $220. And I was like, holy smokes. You know, and that spoke to me in a way, you know, because in the entire time I was in Ireland, I never directly asked for money. I just said, you know, here's what I'm doing. I want to serve in in Ireland in the way that God has provided, you know, and I know that if he wants me there, he's going to provide the way. And that's the cool thing is when we open ourselves up to allow God to work in and through us, we begin to see even more so the ways in which he works because he wants to see Jesus proclaimed in our lives. And I think that's at the root of kindness. You know, yes, we're kind and, and we experience it and it brings us more joy, but it ultimately helps us to fall more in love with who God is because that's his heart. His heart is one of kindness. And I think we see that more um, the more that we that we are kind towards others and the more that we that we strive to have that attitude of kindness because then we see more of God's heart in and through who we are. And that's the cool thing is because we've been created in his image. And so we've been designed to not only experience in kindness, but to share kindness. And I know Dave has some thoughts that he wants to... Yeah, you know, it, it, it's incredible because we're made a certain way. God tells us that we were made to be in relationships with him and with each other. And the relationship with him comes through Jesus, who showed the ultimate kindness to pay for not only my sins, but to make it possible for me to be in God's family the way it was meant to be. And then it's meant to be beyond that. It's meant for me to look at everybody. And instead of thinking as I look at them about what I need to do to satisfy myself, I, I need to be looking at them and asking my, my father, God, what do you want me to do in their lives, God, to, to help them be successful? And, and if you don't do that, it's, it's like you don't know the father and you don't trust him. And, and so the first issue is, do you really know God? Are you really in his family? And, and we wish for you to, to contact a live coach at hopenet360.com and talk about that. And then in Colossians, it, it gives these two sides very clearly. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, this sexual immorality, impurity. A little later it says, but now you must put away anger, wrath, malice. These are all things that are driven by uh, focusing on me. And then a little later in verse 12 of the third chapter of Colossians, it says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, as, as his children, holy, beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. Yeah, you know, I need to look at other people 
and realize God gave me certain experiences, certain resources, so that I could use them to make them successful. And I need to enjoy the fact that God was so kind to me that I could be in his family and I'm secure forever. And I invite our listeners to join me on that journey and enjoy the fruit or the results that come from that. At the center of living, thankfully, this whole Thanksgiving series is really about a heart issue. At the very center of being thankful is God. God is rich in mercy, and he is love. The Bible talks specifically about that. God is love, and with that comes kindness. God is kind. So for us to think that in and of ourselves that we can just be kind, we're by default we're not kind people. But if we have the Spirit of God within us, not only are we kind to other people, we have a supernatural kindness about us. We have the Spirit of God living in us. I think the greatest act of kindness is not necessarily in physical things. It's in the, in the spirit of things. It's in the spirit that is within us. And if we have God's Spirit alive in us, we are able to give people more than just the physical needs, but the spirit things. And I, I just, I'm reminded of this, this quote from Peter in Acts 3, where Peter comes across a guy. And he looks at him, and the guy's looking at them, and he realizes they're, he's looking for something. Peter says, I don't have silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And basically what that means is not only do we have the acts of kindness in a physical sense, but we have power, we have authority with the Spirit of God within us to do the miraculous in some ways. And that's one of those things that you need to dive more into. We're going to talk about these gifts in December, so hang on because we're going to get into this a little bit more in December. Next week we've got a special show, Ask Me Anything. Email us your questions that you want us to cover on the show to hope at hopenet360.com. Also, if you want to just leave us a message on the tweet back, use the hashtag HNRTV. Let us know what your question is. We may cover it on the show next week. We'd love to hear from you guys. Hey, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. We are on TuneIn Radio now, so you can go subscribe to the podcast. Also, you can catch them on HopeNet360.com if that's easier for you. For Dave, Tara, Mike, I'm Jeff saying so long. We'll see you guys online next week. Thank you.